to the Zen House Podcast. I am your host, Enrico Moses. Along with me is my co-host, Sean Remock. This podcast was created for leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs to learn, grow, and connect deeper with your mission and purpose in life. We bring to you real-life ideas that you can bring into your daily routine. We interview some amazing leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs to learn from a diverse group of ideas and ways to tap into your zen. Whether this is how you start your day, take your commute, listen while you're at work, or consume at your leisure, we hope it adds more zen to your life and makes this world a better place. Welcome and enjoy. Yes, yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Zen House podcast. We have another special, special guest with us today, Wendy Parr. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, we sat at, uh, what's it, Jones on 3rd? And yep. just, you know, I had such an awesome conversation with you and Sean, just diving into what you've been working on. I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit of just the work you do and, and kind of how you got to where you are. Awesome. Yeah, that was a very nice, that was a really good afternoon. Great conversation. Kindred spirits. Um, I am just very passionate about creating a life that is fulfilling to, to me and living in a way that is I thrive, I evolve, I enjoy, and I'm really passionate about doing that for other people, helping other people live fulfilling lives. And primarily that's been with recording artists. So artists that are established and working and then helping artists that are developing as well, um, really create lives that are fulfilling. And that is, so as a vocal coach, it's not just being, oh, here, let me, let's work on technique and get, you know, this little you know, three inch square around your neck working, <laughs> but actually, you know, making sure that people's mental game and emotional game is all connected and congruent, that it's really, you know, it's really about authenticity work. It's about helping people be aligned to their own integrity and showing them what takes them out and how they, or if they're off track already, cause they're not having fun doing what they do or they they're stressed out about being a pro, a professional, and and so they're often what happens is they're uh, the the reasons why they started doing what they do. They tend to lose it, not consciously, but the objectives change towards. Oh, I, I need a hit, or I need more ticket sales, or it becomes a very success oriented. And by success, I mean the way society has told us what success means, right? Which is not success. Success is a fulfilling life. Success is peace and happiness. Success is what it is for you, like what what matters to you, not what society's told you you're supposed to have, right? So just helping people get tuned back into like what really matters to them with their music and then through that voice, being able to say what they want to say, how they want to say it with, and aligned with their purpose. And that, that really, you know, that gets people having fun again and that gets people like jazzed again and like excited to do their shows. And, oh my gosh, the songs are like coming now because they know what they want to say and, um, we, you know, we remove a lot of resistance and roadblocks that were there and, you know, no one puts them up there on purpose. So I, I, I tend to have a, I have a lot of experience of like, you know, common ones that are there and also understanding the artists and what, what's getting in the way and helping them to remove that. 
So that's, that's prime. So that's what I primarily do coaching one-on-one like that. And then doing coaching with non singers, just creators. Cause again, it's the same work of authenticity and vulnerability and it's just a different lane that you, you express through. Um, and my one-on-one coaching and I, I trained voice teachers around the world for about 10 years. And I did a lot of, uh, moderating of panels and workshops and seminars. And I love, I love just for some reason, I think what I have to say is valuable. So I love talking to a lot of people <laughs> and I love coming in and offering things that people ha- haven't had. But my one-on-one coaching led me to start the Artist Circle and Roots of Cyprus. And the Artist Circle, which will have a new name by the time someone listens to this, because <laughs> people don't think they're artists. Um, but it's, it's really networking for the soul. It's bringing people together together. There's no performing. It's for any type of creative, any creative person of any discipline. And I facilitate conversations on topics that I'm sure you talk about here, you know, uh, things that creatives deal with, of resistance and authenticity and um, like finding your voice, uh, procrastination, you know, uh, how getting... What, what's your beauty, defining what's beautiful to you. So we, I have, and I have special guests that come in and we have conversations that everyone in the room really knows what they're, like everyone gets each other in that room. Everyone's like, oh my God, you get me. Like when I say this, you don't think I'm weird. You get, oh, you've experienced that too. So it's really a place that we deep dive in conversation and people really find their tribe in this room. So there's new friends, new mentors, new collaborations that all come out of this experience of conversation with each other. And I call it, you know, networking for the soul because it's not transactional. It's not who are you, what can you do for me? It's really people getting to know each other and out of that respect and admiration and human connection um, and recognizing that each one another, uh, that the friendships come out and then then the business can happen and cool things can come of that. And uh, the second thing from that Roots of Cyprus is similar to the circle, but it's, um, it's a very beautiful, incredible cuisine, high-end dinner party. And that guest list is curated. So people request to come. And I really, from the request, look at, you know, what, what people, what, what are, what is the amazing combination of people that really should meet each other? And then I put together the, the guest list and we have an amazing night of incredible cuisine and conversation and mezcal and we hang and, you know, creatives get to know each other. You know, it's interesting. You Sounds said awesome. that artists don't identify as artists. True. Tell, tell me more about that. that, that that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, an artist is an archetype. So some people just don't identify that as being like who they are. Like I'm an artist. I know that that's like, that's my archetype. If I, if I'm, decorating the house, if I'm cooking in the kitchen, like it's all a creative and artistic experience. Um, I'm also, you know, a teacher, like that's, if you showed me how a car works tomorrow, I'd be showing somebody else just because it's in my nature to share information and to teach other people. So yeah, just a lot of times people don't, they don't identify themselves as an artist. Like sometimes a singer will be like, oh, I'm not really a singer. I mean, I can't sing like that. I, I write songs. And, and part of it is our human um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very shy to use the word human nature because I don't know how much of, how much of what we do is actually our nature as opposed to, uh, ways we've learned to cope or survive or, you know, I don't know the, how much of it's just actually the core, 
when someone's born, you see their nature, right? That, oh, that person's personality is, is definitely there. So we come in with nature. But, um, and also, I think primarily because I'm a vocal coach, that when people see me and the artist circle, they assume it's for the singer, the artist. So that's the other reason why. I, and I want it to feel more inclusive that people recognize, oh, this is a space for me. Um, so it's, it is for the musician. It's for the chef and the architect and the graphic designer and um, the creative co you know, coder. And so that's the other reason it needs to change. But even a lot of recording artists don't think of themselves as artists. They just, or, you know, or there's a hierarchy to it. You know, oh, well, I'm a, I'm, I mean, I know someone who's an incredible pianist. I mean, like beyond. And they're like, oh, I'm not a pianist. But that's because their standard of a pianist, in quotes, is a classical pianist. And, and I, if, I mean, it's ridiculous that they think they're not a pianist. They're like beyond amazing, right? And the way they use that piano to write and arrange, it's incredible. So humans have this sort of labeling system, hierarchy, quick laziness, you know, I identify. So everyone identifies differently and, um, and yet the same, you know, one of the main things that happens in that room is, you know, people over and over say, we really, we have a lot of similarities. <laughs> a, we're human. B, you're in a room of creatives. So the, so the similarities keep narrowing and getting more focused. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but a lot of, yeah, artists, I think just think, have different, everyone has a different sense of who they are. And when I was young, I thought I was a singer, actor, dancer. Like I had that hierarchy. And that hierarchy came from my skill set or my comf my my relationship to my skill set, right? I'm more mastered at this, a little less at this and way, you know, so, but that's such a limiting way of thinking. Right. Right. One of the things that I appreciate about you, and I, I think that this is where you find your success is your passion for what you do. And so I'm curious, like, where, where did that come from? Like the love for helping people to find their voice and to support mm. people to come together in creatives. Where did you find that passion? That's a good question. Um, the, the very easy answer is um, I really struggled and went through a lot of pain and um, uh, obstacles. Like I lost my joy of singing. I hated singing at some point and for a long time. I did not like, I sounded terrible. I was like, I have an exceptional voice. I really, I do. Like I, I was three years old and I'm like, I'm here to use my voice. Like I, I knew that this was something, right? Um, I, I love singing and I sounded terrible and I hated singing. So like something really went wrong, right? So part of my passion is really to help other people not go through that. Now, I truly believe all human beings, we're, we're here to go through our challenges. So I very rarely say to someone like, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry you had that pain. Like, I don't wish pain on anyone. But I recognize that as humans, we're supposed to have challenges. They're, they come so that we can overcome them. But if I can help someone go through that process faster, sooner, avoid it, you'll have another challenge. I'm not worried about you missing this one. That's where my passion comes from, is like from my own frustration and pain and losing my joy, really just getting off track. And, you know, my my passion and my soul got trained out of me. Um, that, that shift of, you know, you're, you need to be good. You need to be perfect. You need to set an example. And gone was my, you know, I felt like my personality and my soul was like locked up back here. And my, my good voice was coming out, out in front. And mm -hmm. so when someone would compliment me and say, you have such a great voice, 
that was the worst compliment because I was like, my voice is good, but I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas now if someone said that to me, like I know that I've touched them, so that's different. But but it was because I didn't feel like I was like, you're not hearing me. You're you're hearing a a really masked presented version of me. So mm. I want that in that that passion is to help other people be genuine because I know living in my skin and being so comfortable in who I am and being me and showing up without shame and like I don't care if you like me or not. I I'm down with who I am. <laughs> but and I I can sleep better. I'm not self-conscious, right? So being able to live this way I find so rewarding. So I want to help other people do that because I feel like I found that this is where happiness is, where peace is, where feeling empowered is. So I want uh, my job is to empower people. Mm. Um, and then the bringing people together, I would say the same. I, I, it took me a long time to realize I was just trying to put my tribe together. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was similar. I've been like a loner a lot, a lot in my life where I've just, I'm, I'm very comfortable being alone, but like, I went to a lot of schools as a kid and I, I travel, I've traveled the world alone. I love it. But it was, it was seeing people go through the same thing and I was their only resource. And I was like, oh, you all need to know that you're going through this together. Mm. It's knowing that things like recovery work, like having community is essential. Mm. So I didn't know that I was trying to put community together for myself. Like I need my family, right? I need my family of creatives. And, um, and I also saw it in other people where, you know, I tended to be their resource. And I was like, oh my God, there's a bigger world for you to have connection to. And that's why I, I wanted to, that's why I started that. Mm, that was my impulse. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, right now, the artist community, especially musicians, are struggling, right? Yes. It's like the whole just the COVID 19 has stopped all touring, any type of mm-hmm. playing, you know, and, and all of that type of stuff is happening. So, you know, for the clients that you have in the industry who are songwriters and musicians, like what wisdom can you give to them while they're going through this unforeseen challenge? Like I was just thinking about the people who it's like their first year, like headlining, like Coachella. Mm -hmm. It's just, my heart really goes out to them as an artist, all of the investment that it takes to get to those places. So just what you would say to, to that community. Wow. I don't know if I have, certainly don't have the answer for that. I mean, my, my utopian spirit, you know, and my faith says we are going to come out of this more human, closer humanity. I do think after this, people are going to want live concerts more than anything because, you know, Instagram live is great, but it is not the same as being in the room with people in the moment and the energy of human contact is so essential. So part of me wants to say, just hang in. Cause it's going to, that wave's going to turn the other way and it's going to be like, like you struggle to fill your shows. I think your people are going to start coming to shows, mm-hmm. you know, I would certainly do hope so, but I feel it just, you know, three weeks without human contact. I was like, I need, it, I need to be in the presence of a human, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I, I think, gosh, I mean, there's, this is a big conversation and a big question. I think that there are so many things in the world that really were not working, that what was normal is not okay. And I'm really, again, hoping that we will all recognize that some of the beauty of what's happening is, oh, I'm not like, 
I mean, I haven't, I'm working, I'm hustling. I'm, I'm here working on projects. Right. But we also all needed to like, I needed to like, you know, after this, in the second week of just going and kind of doing too much and then waves of grief hitting me and just crying and then doing and being okay. Like I had to spend a weekend and just say, I'm stopping. I'm, I'm going to read this weekend. I'm going to rest this week. I'm not going to do anything. And it helped me very much reset. And then I said, okay, I'm going to start this week and I'm going to do less than I was last week. Cause it was too much. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people are with their families right now or are having a chance to like to read one, one artist that I coach, she's learning guitar right now and she's singing songs on guitar. Cause she's like, I've always wanted to now I am. I've always wanted to pickle things. I'm very, I'm very fortunate that I can, like I can spend my evening and I've done asparagus and pickles and I made cabbage last night, sauerkraut. I was like, this is something I've always wanted to do and I haven't done yet. What a simple thing to do, right? So I am hoping that when we get through this on the other side, that we will all continue to do all those things that make our life feel good and not just, we all can't go back to slave labor and working for the grind. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's life. Like, I don't think that's a fulfilling life. So I'm hoping that part of the changes will be that. And, and as we look at music cares, helping, helping and the changes that are happening with the economy, I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that we will all participate in making sure that people are all taken care of. You know, that maybe like that struggle that we're having right now or that people are having right now and everyone is having right now um, will be lessened on the other side of this. You know, for sure. I, I know you've seen comments and memes that were like, you know, we're all surviving because the farm workers are feeding us. Like there's still food at the market, thank God. And the nurses in the hospital and your children are getting, you know, um, taught online. Like people that, those are the people that are making the world turn and they always have. Can we please respect and show them that with our love, affection, and with the economy? So, or even... You know, I've seen some things where, you know, this person just donated a million dollars or, you know, this billion dollars for toward this hospital. I'm like, well, that's wonderful, but our healthcare should not be determined on the donation of somebody who's hoarded a lot of money. And I believe in success. I really believe in success, but not at the expense of people starving. You know, so I'm I'm hoping and and I, you know, I said to artists I'm working with, I'm like, Create right now if you want to. Create because it makes you feel good, because singing is going to carry you through this, playing your instrument is going to carry you through this, but don't feel like you have to write your next record because you have time now. Don't do that. Like We, we are in an unprecedented moment in history. It, you do not need the pressure to like, I got to write a book while I'm here. I've tried to do that almost any time I've had like a Christmas holiday. I'm like, oh, I have this time. I'm going to, no, my body needs a break. My, my mind needs a break. A, a moment of you actually need a vacation. <laughs> the world is grieving right now. Like the whole world is in a massive wave of change and we do not know what tomorrow looks like as human beings. That scares the shit out of all of us. So we want to get more and more comfortable with that blank slate and that, and being vulnerable. Like, okay, I'm going to be comfortable being vulnerable right now. And I'm going to use these tools to get me through sing, make music, create. I'm going to use these beautiful coping mes- mechanisms to express my fear and my, sadness and my joy and my everything but as a human not just not just because like oh i need to push my career forward right now i I don't think anyone should give themselves that pressure or stress ever actually but um 
especially right now. Yeah, I think music is really helping so many people get through these times, including myself. For sure. And just listening, watching what's out there, communities coming together, playing on the balconies. Mm-hmm. It really kind of resonates and harmonizes in so many ways. So yeah. yes, I totally, totally vibe and, and, and support that and appreciate you saying that. For sure. A beautiful perspective. And I think, you know, I know you touched a little bit about it, the idea of a beginner's mindset, you know, starting from the ground up. Mm. And what are the breakthroughs that can possibly happen? And yes, having to learn the, the authentic, vulnerable self and that voice that the world wants to hear, that true voice. And curious to know in your experience with your clients and the circles, where the breakthroughs come through and the advice that really kind of has helped time and time again with new creatives and artists. Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, Well, that authentic and that authentic self is always there. It's always been there. It may have been, you know, it may have been, you know, smothered. It may have been repressed, but so I, I say it in my first session with every Every artist I work with, I have a, an initial session, um, which I'm actually creating an online cl- class for people so they can, they can do it for themselves. Because this first conversation we have is really about shifting that perspective from what do I really love about what I do and what's getting in my way so that we can stay in the what I love and why I really do it. Um, so I think of it like, you know, every three-year-old, every two-year-old grabs a crayon and scribbles on the wall and just goes, wee, look, mom, it, look, it's an elephant. And I thought I would make great. It's a big scribbly mess, right? But the two-year-old doesn't care. They don't, there's like, yes, I, we, we teach children to use paper because every kid draws on the wall, right? Because we are compelled to express ourselves. So again, I feel like my job is to help everyone be that two-year-old self, to be the two-year-old, the free you that sings in the car and sings in the living room. We're just going to share that on stage. We're just going to share that with people, but with the skills of a professional. So when you say, "Wee, look, it's an elephant. We, the audience, see that elephant and we're like, oh, I'm so moved by it, right? And that's a filmmaker, that's a painter, that's a singer. We, we want the skills of a professional, the freedom of the three-year-old. And what really gets in the way of that is trying to be good and pleasing other people. So I help people to stop being good and, being true, and be true to themselves instead and to let go of caring about what anybody else thinks and focusing on what feels good to you, what matters to you. I think if you're loving who you are and what you're doing, the percentage game of who loves you on the outside is going to be bigger. But if you're diminishing yourself, masking yourself, sticking yourself in a, contorting yourself in a box, you're not liking who you are. The numbers on that side of people who are going to like you are also going to go down. Right. But you can still sell that. You can sell that to a lot of people, but number one, you're going to really not enjoy your life. And number two, the rate, like I said, the ratio, there's always the scale of, People who love you, love you, love you, like you, don't really care. People don't like you. People can't stand you. Like that spectrum is always there. No matter how you show up, that spectrum will be there. But if you show up loving who you are, owning who you are, into what you're doing, the percentages are going to be higher on the people who receive it loving who you are because you love it, right? I can't sell something I don't believe in. Not well. 
and not without it like twisting my gut. You know, so imagine you're a singer and you're singing songs that you don't really believe in. You're going to suffer. You have a hit song and you're going to sing it for years, suffering. But if you write something that I love what that says, it's, I, I, when I, I meant it when I wrote it, it still matters to me. It, I, you know, and I love the sound of my band. This is the style that I love. Then you can be behind that and you're going to sing it for years. Yeah. And what's at risk by stepping into this power, this authenticity? Oh, a lot. Confidence, this value. And it's like, <laughs> there's a know, lot at risk. Of, of course. And it's, it's like, especially as a beginner, like, you know, that's overwhelming. That's quite a pill to swallow to know that this is the journey. And it's the, like, yeah. Well, the, the, the risk of being vulnerable is number one, our world is, as it's set up, does not really invite vulnerability, except in certain spaces. Like, and as an artist, that's a designated safe space for vulnerability. We're going to pay and applaud you for being vulnerable. If you walk out on the street to a hundred strangers, their, their response to your vulnerability will vary. Walk on stage to it, people are asking you for it, right? I would like to see more safe spaces for vulnerability in the world. I'd like to see everything be a safe space for vulnerability. You know, the office, the strangers, like all of it. Um, but there's a lot at risk for being vulnerable, especially if, you know, age zero to, let's say, zero to eight, we, we all have had the experience of being true and being vulnerable and not having our needs met or getting shot down or just not getting the response we wanted. Not, everything from that's not actually bad at all. It just wasn't a good fit kind of thing or actually harmful, right? But we all learned very early that there was some danger in being ourselves. So unfortunately, people are, you know, will often feel like to be accepted, I need to be like this, or to be liked, I need to be like this. Or I was told, you know, in my family, if I want to get love, I need to be like this. So everything from like innocuous to, you know, I want to say malicious, but it's not always, certainly not always intentional. Um, so yeah, there's a danger in being vulnerable, but there's also your greatest power and empowerment because when you really are aligned with yourself and you, you are being vulnerable and true, you're truly being seen. And our, our, human beings' basic need is to be seen and heard. And if you're being seen and heard, I'm going to use the word applauded, right? As a singer, as an artist, if you are applauded for being seen and heard for something you're not, that's what people feel like an imposter. Well, they love the thing I've pretended to be. Now I got to keep it up. And you wake up every day and you got to fake it. And then, and the, the distance between who you really are and who you're presenting, the bigger that distance, the deeper the depression and the drug use to numb that pain of not being seen and heard. But we have a choice. If I wake up every day and say, I'm going to show up being honest and being me and present me to the world. There's no, with all earnest, say, I'm so glad you meant something to you. I'm so so glad who I am resonated. That when someone tells me that what I've said to them or anything like had an impact. I'm like, you literally just told me that my life has meaning. I've had an impact on you. And because it's an honest impact, it, it's, it's an honest impact. I can, I can own it, right? And be humbled by it. So I think that there's great risk at being vulnerable because the world doesn't always welcome it. But artists are asked to be vulnerable, asked to be a trendsetter. So the greatest reward in being vulnerable is to 
be joyful in yourself, to feel all your feelings, to own who you are. I think we can all stand taller and walk prouder. It doesn't mean it will always, always resonate. You know, if, if I'm serving up cookie dough ice cream, because that's who I am, and someone else is into strawberry, they'll be like, yeah, no, I could take her or leave her. I don't care. I love the cookie dough, right? She'll go see another band or go work with someone that's strawberry. But everyone who digs cookie dough is going to find me and be like, I dig you. And I'm like, awesome. I found my tribe. Yeah. And I think, you know, to add to that, it's when you're looking at, looking at the process and trusting the process, trusting yourself, and it could be a lonely journey. It could be isolating, sure. and, you know, outside of the artist circles or Zen house, what is out there sometimes for artists to know that they have a support group that they can be held during these times. And, and I yeah. think it's like, we need more of that. We definitely need more spaces that people can find their tribe and have a space to connect. Right. That's what, you know, certain retreats are for, or, you know, why we go to certain venues, but I think we need more of it for sure. More places to find your tribe and more ways to find your tribe, especially as creatives, because creatives spend a lot of time alone. You know, you need, you need solitude to write. You need, uh, unless again, you're making it with a band or you have your team, your small team to do it with, right? There's still a lot of creative space, time and space that's isolating. So when we're not doing that, we also need, if you're not in school, like once you leave school, you don't have a, um, uh, what's the word? Um, like a built-in group of people that you're going to run into all the time, right? So I think we need more spaces for that. I'm a part of um, a women's meditation group that meets once a month. And most of the women in it are all creatives. And we meet once a month and we talk, we talk about certain topics and it's all women and it's incredible. I can tell you as a woman, I've never been in a space where it's all women. I'm usually, I'm often the only woman in a room with men or one of few women with men, right? In terms of business or, so to be in a room with all women, I'm like, this is really special. This is really wonderful space to be in. I love that I have this once a month, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, so we, I do think, I think we need more activities and places where people can come together and find their tribe. Yeah, and I think, you know, what's, what's been fascinating is the idea of how do we scale this concept of mm. intimacy? And I think artists have so much, they have the power of influence to create these venues and concerts and to harness the tens of thousands of people. Mm. And th they can ultimately decide, you know, with the creative direction of how do they want this experience to go. And I think this pandemic, this current moment can really maybe be that catalyst to be like, okay, let's really let's really go all in creatively and try to really create an intimacy mm -hmm. scale it in a way where we can create these circles and these networks that are so deeply connected and bonded to elicit vulnerability and authenticity in, in large groups of people. Yeah. And, that's so and beautiful. Think, and I'm like so excited to see what happens through this experiential design, through these new concepts, through music and sound and, and lights and whatever this, mm -hmm. this, you know, however we, go with the five senses here. And I'm curious to know, like, where will this go? Where that's can a, this go? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, music for sure. I, I, all creativity hits that vulnerability, but music is so unique in that sound itself, sound is healing. Sound changes us at a cellular level. So singing and music is an incredibly unique form of creativity that, that everyone connects to at such a deep level. It, all singing is spiritual. All music is healing. 
So it really does hit intimately with people. It's, it's a very deep soul to soul connection. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like to see what artists do and how it becomes, I mean, every artist creates their community. So what they want to do with it and how they affect people, it's, it's to be seen. Even myself with the, the community that I bring together, I, I still feel like, Oh, there's, there's a component to this that I haven't found or tapped on yet. Like how does this become something that becomes part of activism? You know, how can this be other than just, Oh, we raised money to donate to another charity, but that, you know, how can this become even more active in supporting and, and helping artists come up, help, like mentoring up, especially. Um, I feel like that's a, that's a layer to this that I haven't um, tapped into yet or discovered mm. yet, but I'm open to finding out because I, you know, again, I want to help people with like, let's help each other. Mm, I love those thoughts of actions and, mm -hmm. you know, how can we step into taking action? Cause like you said, you know, we're in this state of unknown and right, you know, this, this feeling of fear. So what are some like action steps that, you know, artists that want to get more known during these times or in the future? Like what, what can you say to them to start like building their career maybe during these times? Mm. Well, I always ask artists, like if outside of singing, what, what do you care about? Like if you, if you were, you know, if you had all these money, but if you had all the money to like start your own organization or donate to a charity, what would it be? Like what cause would you want to champion? What injustice do you want righted? And Everyone has an answer to that. Everyone's like, I care about this, right? And so whatever that this is for you, get started now. Like just make that part of who you are and, and your message to the world and how you activate, you know? Um, could your next music video highlight that? Could a portion of the proceeds go to a charity that helps with that? Could you raise money and directly, like right now I saw Io she has a project called self-evident projects and Glennon Doyle with her, her together rising, they have directly like, so I, I just saw this yesterday and I donated to it and then shared about it. Cause it's incredible. They've, oops. Sorry. Yeah, I O did a project of photographing people in every single state across the country that were anywhere on the spectrum other than straight. So tens and tens of thousands of people. And with COVID right now, I saw that what they were doing was they actually asked people to share on their Instagram. Um, if you need help, please share, like just tell us who you are, and what, what you're going through, what you need. And particularly it was for anyone in the, like the most vulnerable communities, right? So trans and queer and single dads. And um, so people were just posting and then they were saying, um, when you buy a t-shirt, we're going to give all the proceeds to these directly to these people. So here's their story. This is what they need. We're donating directly. And they literally are just, you know, sending PayPal and sending checks to people directly. Um, and I saw that I was like, that is like, literally that is person to person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and they just offered a platform like, Hey, tell us what's going on. What do you need? We just got money for groceries for this person. We just got, I'm like, that's powerful. That's, that's, I mean, I'm so moved by that and together rising and I, I don't know everything about it, but it's similar that they know direct families that need help and people send in 
like it's a lot of people that send in little, little, and they have helped reunite families that were separated at the border. They've helped get money directly to people who needed to their rent paid. Um, and I, again, I'd, I'd love to see us live in a world where no one needs donations from anyone because everyone's taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. But the fact that people come together to help each other, um, so with artists, I would just say, like, what community outside of, outside of finding fans? Because you're like, oh, I, people, how, how are people going to find you? You need to have a, you need to start with a small community of people who find you. Well, get involved with something that matters to you because you'll be passionate about it. It gives, it's bigger than you. It's going to give purpose to what you're doing. I know for me, I started as an artist. I started working as an actor and singer and performer when I was eight years old. And I knew that I loved coaching because when I started coaching, I realized I was dedicating my time and energy to it more than putting myself out on a tour. <laughs> and I went, exactly. I was like, Wendy, this is fulfilling. You're jazzed about this. Someone walks into my studio. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. I have so much to share with you. That's more important to me than like putting that time on me putting out music, right? So, and I still write songs and that doesn't stop. I love songwriting. So it's very obvious to me like where my passions are. If you're passionate about helping animals and shelters find homes, then write a song about it, do a video, take the, you know, do a video and shoot the dogs and, and make, you know, make, make that part of what you do in your message as a human and people will find your music because they'll care about you. So, you know, on the one hand you could be like, Ooh, smart business, but really it's purpose. It's like, what are you here to do? How do you want to make an impact? Who do you want to help make that part of your life right now? And and then you'll find like oh you want to you want to help a shelter, do a do a concert and raise money for that shelter. Like, get involved with their programming, feature their dogs on your website. Like, there's so much that can, like, grow. And now everyone who's about you know adopt don't shop finds you and your music because you're they love that you are helping dogs and cats find homes. You know, but it's also again if you're if that's something that matters to you it's going to be a lot easier to do your work every day. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I found another home for it for another dog. I'm so happy. That's better than like, Oh my God, I only sold this tickets to my show and it's about me. And you know, it's gotta be bigger than you to, to drive you through this career. That's such a challenge. You've got to have a lot of gas in that gas tank. You have a lot of passion to, to keep it going. Right. So find your purpose in it. And that that's going to help. I love that. That's, that's such an amazing answer. Just helping people to find that inspiration, that juice, you know, mm -hmm. and, and connecting the people that is their tribe, like you said, you know, and creating that conversation through something that's so meaningful. That's, mm. that's awesome for all y'all out there listening. <laughs> so, Wendy, I want to move us into the Zen round if you're ready for that. I don't know. What is this? Okay. <laughs> We're going to get you zenned out, you and everyone listening. <clears throat> nice. So for the first question, what is your favorite food? Oh, so many things. Oh, really? So many things. Um, I'm going to go with tropical fruit. Mm. I love tropical fruit. Nice. I like that. I, like I, could that. I could back that up right after that with Indian. <laughs> <laughs> love both of those. Yeah. I love Indian food so much. What does Zen mean to you? Mm, the ability to weather the storms. Mm. 
like being able, like, we're never going to be happy all the time. Like that's not human. That's not life. I don't think that's the intention of life, but to be able to find our peace, find, find, being able to like be in that integrity of yourself while the storm comes and the other one comes and then the heat comes and the, you know, that being able to weather the storms with integrity is where that is what Zen is to me. Having the tools to stay in your balance or find your way back when you get off balance. Cause you know, you will get off balance. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have said it before and I'll say it again. There are moments in my life I would not want caught on video. <laughs> so I'm like, oops, I was throwing a tantrum, you know, but being able to bring yourself back and bring yourself back quickly and own your stuff. That to me is what Zen's about. Thanks. Mm, nice. How do you describe yourself as a creative leader or entrepreneur? Hmm. Well, you know, I'm here to I'm here to champion people and help them be the superhero they're here to be, to have fulfilling lives and lead them with purpose. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little badass. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm a badass pixie. What makes you feel loved? Ooh, hugs. And being seen, actually. Like, like when somebody sees me, I feel loved. I see you. Thank you. What is one thing you're currently doing that you should do less? Everything. <laughs> I think I can just, I have a lot of energy. So I think sometimes I just do too much. So stopping and giving myself just time to rest is very important. Like mm. just actually stopping everything and be like, nope, shutting off the computer, shutting off my mind, shutting off the, I need to shut off for a little while and let myself rest. Mm. What's something you should be doing more of? Sleeping. <laughs> and second to that, I I continually practice uh, self acceptance. I I was having a conversation with a friend recently, and I loved what she said. She said, "I practice self acceptance, not self improvement," and that's been a shift that I've continued to recognize and learn. Because self acceptance is where the love is and the growth is. Self improvement always puts you in a place where you feel like you're wrong and have to get better and be different. So that that's always a space of just, I shouldn't say always, I think it'll become a habit where I, oh, I just don't do that old thing anymore. But self-acceptance, that's been a solid practice for the last couple of years of not judging myself, accepting, and actually discovering the places I, I don't do it because I didn't know what they were, mm-hmm. right? Like just having a conversation with a friend and I said, oh, oh, I'm ju- that's me judging myself. Oh, okay. I recognize that now. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I can accept myself. Mm. Yeah. What is one artist you feel people should listen to more? Oh, in the vast world of everybody, one? Oh, so hard. <laughs> um, oh, so many people come to mind. 
Okay. I'm I'm actually going to answer this without answering it. Everyone should listen to an artist from the 30s, the 40s, a- anything pre-80s that excites them. That's who I think people should be listening to is finding something old school that they that they didn't know and that excites them. Because mm-hmm. that's just going to expand your – that's going to blow your mind is what it's going to do. <laughs> nice. Be anything pre-80s. What's your favorite venue? Mm. Oh, usually the one I'm in working in. That's my favorite venue. Um, I really like uh, the Beacon Theater a lot in New York and Music Hall of Williamsburg. That has a great vibe and sound. I always enjoy that too. Mm. But the Beacon's like intimate, but also powerful. And the Hollywood Bowl is pretty epic. Mm -hmm. Seeing a show under the stars is really special. Mm. What's your favorite decade of music? The 70s. And why? Oh, wow. It was very honest, uh, very organic. Um, I, I mean, really organic. And I think the storytelling and the the depth of the lyric in the 70s is fantastic. And again, this doesn't negate other decades that I love, but I just think the 70s had some really special stuff going on with collaborations and bands. And, you know, it was before there was auto-tune. So people really had really spent a lot of time crafting, you know, up until that, like there was a lot of craft in the work. Um, so I love that. Mm-hmm. And the story, I particularly like a lot of the storytelling that was happening. And then I go back to like, you know, Ella and Sarah Vaughn as well. Like that, I love music of that time period as well for, yeah. Nice. What's a blessing or shout out that you want to give to someone out there in the world? Mm. I wish grace and mercy on everybody. May we all go through our struggles with grace. What's a blessing you want to give to yourself? Grace and mercy. <laughs> May I go through my challenges with grace and remember in those moments that I'm, I'm human. I'm allowed to feel challenged and it's okay to like, nothing's there to, I don't, I believe that challenges are there for us to overcome. Nothing is actually meant to flatten us. It's there for us to win. I've heard it said that your obstacles are angels in disguise rooting for you to overcome them. Mm, I love that. And, me too. But in the moment, sometimes it's hard to remember, right? So, uh, so maybe may we have grace to remember in that moment that like, oh, this challenge is a mountain for me to climb and, and, a, and it's not here to, to, to bury me. It's here to, for me to grow. So mm. grace and mercy in those moments. Embrace the patience. And what's one final piece of wisdom that you want to leave with our audience? Mm. That before you can be of service to anyone else, and that's what being an artist and creator and I, I think a human is really, we're really here to, to serve one another and to, to offer. But before you can do that, you have to serve yourself. So to remember to like take care of yourself and do what feels true to you and aligned to you in love, and then, you ha- then you're coming from a place to be able to share it. Mm, 
so amazing. Wendy, how can people get a hold of you and get in contact with you and, you know, be a part of the artist circle? Oh, thank you. Uh, my website is my name, Wendy Parr, P-A-R-R, wendyparr.com. The circle's there and all my events are there. So if I'm doing any vocal workshop, the artist circle, it's all going to be on the site. And anything else I'm doing there, my Instagram, Wendy Parr. I'm really, well, Instagram is like my favorite social. I do a lot of creative tips there and share a lot of cool stuff. And of course, if you sign up for my newsletter, I do an inspiring newsletter. So you're going to hear about documentaries and films and great books to read that are very inspiring. And the people that I work with, here's things that they're doing. Um, I don't do too many blasts, but there's, there's always like, you'll get updated as to events that are happening. And yeah, you're come, come be a part of the tribe. Mm. Good people. Welcome. <laughs> Can't wait to be back. Yeah. Well, love, thank ha you. love having you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this and to all y'all, the listeners, we appreciate you. Make sure to follow Wendy, hit her up on the socials. We'll be putting all of her information on the description. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk with you. It's been yes. a pleasure. It's always Thanks. amazing. Really excited to talk and all the best. Thank you. And to you. Peace and love. See y'all soon. Thank you.